Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Authority brought in the authority on Western Swing. Here's a little Ray Benson. You've got to dance with who brung you, swing with who swung you. Don't be a fickle fool. If you came here with a gal who has always been your past, that's me. Don't you leave her for the first unattached girl that just ain't cool. You gotta dance with who brung you. Swing with this one, you. Life ain't no 40 out there. No, no. Be in it for the long run. In the long run, you'll have more fun if you dance with the brung you to the bash. I had a friend from Texas, really had some style. He sang good old western swing and drove them wild. Then a talent scout from Vegas said, boy, dress and sang this way. No way. In one short year, he broke in in L.A. Yeah, you got to dance with it, brung you. Swing with it, swung you. Life ain't no 40 yard day. That's what I said. Be in it for the long run. In the long run, you'll have more fun if you dance with it, brung you to the band. Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, the lovely and vivacious Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. <laughs> oh, 
vivacious Bobby saying a good morning to you and your bride, and welcome to Thursday Radio Day. <laughs> it is a big day today. It is a big day today, but we're going to have a lot of fun. Right now, I'm sitting in Tennessee with uh, temperatures hitting today about 80 degrees and beautiful sunshine. And uh, how are you in Albuquerque? Well, just ditto that. I think our weather is very comparable. We have a, another beautiful day here, and we're just beginning to see a little bit of leaves uh, changing, still nothing real dramatic. Of course, I haven't been out much. There's this, this thing that kind of keeps me at home. So I just sort of look at the trees in the backyard and try to get a, <laughs> try to get an idea of what's going on out there. <laughs> well, the colors are absolutely <laughs> breathtaking in Tennessee right now. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about an event in the second hour of the show that's coming up, and we're going to encourage people to come see the colors in Tennessee when we talk about Rendezvous. But we have a fantastic first hour today on the Campfire Cafe. Tell folks who will be joining us. We have the awesome Carolyn and Dave Martin team standing by, eager to, to get on the air with us uh, during Campfire Cafe. Well, we're excited to have Carolyn back with us, and this will be the first time we've gotten to talk with Dave, so we're going to have a lot of fun talking with the Martins. But right now, let's take a listen to a fantastic song from her album, Wild West Texas Wind. It's one called Detour, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Carolyn and Dave Martin today on the Campfire Cafe. Down life's crooked road, lots of things I never know. Because of me not knowing, I now find trouble got in the trail. I spent the last five years in jail. Should have read that detour sign. Detour, there's a muddy road ahead. Detour, I paid no mind to what it said. Detour, all these bitter things I find. Should have.
When I got stuck in the mud, all my hopes dropped with a thud. I guess that my heartstrings are made of twine. I got no willpower to get from the hole that I'm in yet. I should have read that detour sign. Detour, there's a muddy road ahead. Detour, I paid no mind to what it said. Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Detour, performed by one of today's guests, Carolyn Martin. Today we're chatting with singer Carolyn Martin and her husband, acoustic and electric bass player and record producer, Dave Martin. From European stages, intimate venues, and dance halls across the West, fans have come to know in Carolyn with Dave on bass as a vocalist with a unique sense of musical style, a charismatic stage presence, and a voice that exudes passion and experience, the soulful elegance that is the very essence of music. Carolyn Martin has been recognized with numerous awards for her performing talents and her recording projects. Her CD, which will be playing most of the music from today, Wild West Texas Wind, takes the listener through a musical journey with great foot tapping, Western Swing favorites, and a couple of her own originals. Carolyn's voice and lively beat demands the listener get up and swing. I dare you to stay in your seat. Dave Martin is a skilled session bassist and is one of Sweetwater Studios' foremost producers and engineers. His familiarity with many styles of music helps him work easily and effectively with artists in all genres, including Western Swing. His musical career boasts 40-plus years of experience playing electric and acoustic bass, both live and in the recording studio, and more than 35 years of producing and engineering recording projects. Check out his articles about performing and recording on Sweetwater Studios' website. If your musical soul is searching and hungry for smooth sounds with an elegant twist, for lyrics that speak to the challenges and joys of life, and for a voice that reaches right into your heart and gives it a kick to get it pumping, then look no further than the music of Dave and Carolyn Martin. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, the husband and wife musical dynamic duo, Dave and Carolyn Martin. Welcome, you guys. Hey, thank you for having us. I want to go to what you're talking about. I know that was that was such a wonderful introduction. We were looking at each other like, are they who are they talking about? Uh, <laughs> dynamic duo, dynamic duo. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We we want to be vivacious too. That's, All right. Uh, when, we want to be just like just like Bobby. The vivacious, vivacious. dynamic duo yeah. of Carolyn and Dave. So welcome to hey. <laughs> Carolyn, good to have you back, and Dave, this is your very first time, so we're kind of looking forward to visiting with both of you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. We're going to be a lot of fun. So, since we've got you both together, and we've never talked about this ever, tell us how you guys met, Carolyn. Oh, goodness. Uh, It it was a 
a few years, more than a few years ago. It was a dark and stormy night. Well, I'll I'll try to make a long story short, and I'm not very good at that, but I'll try my best. Okay, I was right. I was born and raised in Abilene, Texas. David was born into an Air Force family, so he lived. Where tell him a couple of places that you lived growing up. Lots of places, but I'm from just outside of Houston. Yeah, born in Pasadena, okay. Texas. And uh, but anyway, your so your your dad retired from the Air Force in Ab in Abilene. In Abilene, he was that was his final duty station. So we moved there in '68 or '69. And you were what 10, 11 years old at the time. Yeah. Okay. You're so, making your your long story. Oh, I, I know. I'm I'm not doing a good job. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we we are pretty much the same age, just three months apart. So we we were in school at the same time, but we didn't go to the same schools. But the schools in Abilene shared an orchestra program. So my best really? friend was in orchestra with a guy named Dave Martin, and she kept talking about him and how funny he was and how nice he was. And, you know, this was high school. And I got a job in a music store in Abilene, and Dave started coming in, you know, to the music store because that's where all the musicians in town like to hang out. So right. I, I met him there. And, uh, you know, we would have both been, what, 18 years old at the time. And so a year or so down the road, I decided to do a, a recording session in Abilene, my very first recording session. And I asked the the owner who was producing the project uh, how many musicians I would need. And he said, well, you know, you're going to need a drummer. He said, you're going to need a bass player. He said, the only guy in town that I would call is Dave Martin. Oh wow! So I, I said, great. So he came. He came to do the session, and um, we finished the session, and we started talking, and we talked until I think four o'clock that morning. And, oh wow! Uh, he he asked me out on a date, and uh, we went out on the date, and we've pretty much been together since then. We went wow. fishing. Wow! Wow! Why you went fishing? You went fishing. Well, besides besides what did he catch? <laughs> you know, I I don't remember that we caught any fish. But we, we, up, we, we talked a lot. We talked a lot, just hours oh, and hours and hours, and and uh, yeah, and so we we moved from Abilene to Dallas briefly to uh, then to Nashville where we spent 31 wonderful years yeah uh, 2016 David got the job at Sweetwater and here we are in Fort Wayne Indiana wow wow I didn't realize it had been four years ago it time I, goes I can't, I can't wow yeah yeah time goes by so 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 quickly so quickly well that's a pretty good story so you guys were like 18 19 years old when you started dating that's pretty amazing we well actually by the time we started dating i think we were we were 20 20 years old 21 okay 21. all right here's right. how i know Young that. how there's do you a, know that there's a wonderful <laughs> ian tyson song that was a giant oh. hit for judy Collins. Oh. Uh, and susie boggess later and, and susie later but but judy collins did a song that ian wrote called yeah. someday soon i'm sure you both know yeah that. yeah yeah. And yep. and so the first time I played that when Carolyn, you know, I started playing with Carolyn, we were doing like a little duo thing at a pizza joint in Abilene, Texas. 
And the first time, and I remember it because there's a young man that I know is ages 21. 21. And that's what I love. Ah. Ah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He has never told me that story. All right. Well, now you know. You're always learning something new. You're always learning something new. How long we've we've been playing together. (laughs) So we think it's 40 years we've been playing together. Wow. 42. Wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Well, there's another great song on the CD, Wild West Takes His Wind, and I'm thinking it may have been written about Dave. I don't know. It's called The Day the Bass Players <laughs> Took Over the World. Is that about Dave? No, sadly. Well, it should have, it should have been. Uh, I, I did not write the song, but, uh, you know, that song was originally written the day the uh, guitar the pickers. guitar pickers took over the world. Ted Atkins ah. recorded it as the day the finger pickers took over the world. And his bass player on that session was mm-hmm. a guy named Dave Pomeroy, who's right. uh, who's actually the president of our of the Nashville Musicians Union now. But he took it and rearranged the lyrics to be bass players. And so now he's a co-writer on it. And so I, I've known Dave doing it for years. And then we just decided that'd be fun. Yeah. You know, well, the first is... time I heard this song, Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Go ahead. The first time I heard the song was when Dave Pomeroy led a group called the Nashville bass orchestra. And they did the song with, what, 25 bass players on stage? 24, 25 bass players. It's a scary... Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've recorded since then. It is a great song. Let's like to listen <laughs> to that, and we'll come back and talk more with Carolyn and Dave in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. The change was subtle, the mood was low-key, the sky was overcast, you couldn't hardly see, but the creatures all slid down to a lower frequency, the day the bass players took over the world. They came pouring out of symphonies, orchestras and bands, and every other kind of combo that was ever known to man. And though it was spontaneous, you think it was planned, the day the bass players took over the world. One day the bass players decided to uprise. They were tired of being sidemen to all those other guys. So they kidnapped the horn section, spiked the drummer's drinks, and tied up the guitar players with them big old flat wound strings. Sorry, boys. Decided to uprise They were tired of being stepped on By all that techno jive So they erased the memories On all those drum machines And locked away the keyboards And them sampling things I said those sampling things Are putting bass players out of a job Now that ain't right That ain't right Sample this Now, way out west, 
The story was just as strange. The yodelers all pursued the lower regions of their range. And washed up Jerry rose to international acclaim the day the bass players took over the world. So the world was finally set free. The animals all hung out. They interacted fretlessly. And the air began to vibrate with such a deep tonality. The day the bass players took over the world. The day the bass players took over the world. The day the bass players took over the world. <laughs> Love it. The day the bass players took over the world. Western as Carolyn and Dave Martin from uh, Carolyn's uh, most recent project, Wild West Texas Wind. You know, you guys are so much fun to watch. I have so been enjoying, uh, and I'd like you to tell our, our our audience about your live Facebook event that you do, and also your YouTube channel. So if you don't catch it live, um, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about how you prepare. What's it like to play? You you give us like we were in an auditorium and there was a thousand of us, and yet I know. There's nobody, we're not clapping, you can't hear us laughing or clapping or singing along. You know, how, how is that as an experience for you guys as performers? Well, you know, we're just playing. And, and that's, that's the whole point. We still have fun getting to play music together. And I know that there are at least, you know, some folks watch. And because there are comments, but the the whole idea is this is essentially what Carolyn and I have done every Wednesday for the last couple of years as a duo. And so we just treat it like we do any of our other things. Our preparation, here's our preparation. I stick my iPhone up with a rubber band on the mic stand. And we have a little (laughs) microphone that, that, you know, that actually makes it sound better. But we're using... You know, it's it's Carolyn's voice and Carolyn's acoustic guitar, my upright bass. There, there's no sound reinforcement at all. That's what we sound like in the room. Yeah, yeah. And we we do have an audience of one. Our dog, Rosie, uh, Rosie. <laughs> always always there, and and but you know, but she's not very critical. So um, <laughs> so we don't know if we're doing something right or wrong until we get comments. But I I do have to say that the first one that we did. Uh, felt strange for maybe 15 minutes into it and then you just kind of forget that you're singing to a phone and yeah. uh, you realize that there's actually pe- we're always surprised that there's people out there pleased and surprised and um, you just had to put as much energy into it as I would into a live show and that yeah. It, it was weird yeah. at first, but it quickly uh, became not strange at all um, because it, it's just something that we we love to do. Yeah, well, it's but, almost uh, it's almost like being on radio. You know, you're talking to three hundred thousand people right now. Well, Who exactly. Knows? I mean, yeah. you can relate to that, of course. And yeah. uh, you know, pre- preparation for me is is a little different because we get all these. Uh, request. Interesting. Interesting is is 
(laughs) (laughs) All these requests from people, you know, all over the world. We have people tuning in from uh, Italy and Sweden and and Spain and uh, Germany. And it's crazy. It's crazy to just ponder that, you know, and wonderful. And uh, so I've I've learned so many songs that I I was just completely unaware of. Right, and some, wonderful songs. Some of them we we did because we got a request for them, and and they are not going into the repertoire as a general rule, <laughs> except for right. Perfect Deep Leader. We're leaving that one. Yeah, we're leaving that one. That was great. Right. But, I, know, I had to go I mean, find I had to go find the YouTube video of uh, of Judy Garland singing that after you mentioned that last night because oh, I didn't remember great? her. You know, yeah. That's the thing is you you also provide not necessarily with every song or you know a lot of history, but it's very cool when you do share another little something about what you're you know what you're playing. It makes it feel very intimate and very personal. Um, it, it is hard as an audience member when I can tell you have just put it all out there, and then you're done and. You know, typically in an audience, we 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 feed you back energy with with applause. You know, and um and I it's just like you're done, and you kind of look at each other, and it's like, okay, let me go back to the ironing board. Let's see, you know, what am I gonna do next? <laughs> yeah, I just that... always feel a little badly for you that you're not able to get our energy. You know, we're, you're not able to replenish your energy through the audience just telling you how much we love what you're doing. Oh. Yeah, but you know, I can. It, it's weird, but I can feel it. I can feel can. it through the through the comments. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, okay. I can. I can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and for us, you know, part of it is, and and y'all are probably a lot nicer people than I am, so you don't have this issue. But trying <laughs> to remember, I having to remember what I can't say. You know, oh. the, the things that you go. Oh yeah, don't say that. Like somebody last night and Bobby Jean, you were there, and, and they were like, we were talking about Broadway because we love Broadway tunes. And someone, yeah. uh, our friend, uh, uh, we have a friend who's a truck driver. And oh, um. yeah, <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed. Uh, it just, it just, oh, no. It's okay. Yeah. He's he's Brit. a he's a truck I'm, driver and a yeah. regular attendee, and he just said something about okay, it's one thing for you to be making Broadway references, but if you start throwing out references to Spinal Tap or Blazing Saddles, then I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> and immediately, I thought of about a hundred Blazing Saddles things that we say all the time, and then realized I can't say any of them. <laughs> oh gosh. So you know, it's like, oh, let me let me stop that, and then finally, you know, we came up with Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah, Mel. Mel, Mel Brooks. You gotta love Mel Brooks, and just like, yeah. Uh, and, and so we found some things that we could say that were definitely uh, Mongo. Ma- Mongo only That's pawn in Game of, of Life. life. Um, <laughs> that are great, and and so and the whole Madeline Todd bit. So so you know, it, for us, it's like we're still amusing ourselves as much as we are anything else. Yeah, we we just got to be careful not to get too loose. Too right. Uh, I got <laughs> right. Well, sometimes sometimes you have to be careful on the radio doing what you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it was so very fun when you lit the jack-o'-lantern last night. That was very fun. You always have fun decorations around the room. And, oh, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you said, oh, I think I need to light the little pumpkin, you know, it's like, oh, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, you know, and as soon as I said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so goofy. But it oh, no. it just was so natural. Yeah. And uh, I I figured that the that y'all would just go with go with me and you well, did and you did yeah. and, and so you know the reason we started doing the ukulele thing oh yeah uh-huh. that was that was an accident one on night. a on a lark really uh, a friend of our son is taking ukulele lessons so we wanted he was watching and and uh, Christopher's like nine years old so when you have a nine year old person watching number one it's it's such an honor to get the attention. Of a nine-year-old person, even for a little bit, even for a little yeah. while, and yeah. uh, so I, I wanted to to do something to to bring him in, and so I thought, well, I'm he he's learning to play ukulele. I'll play a ukulele song, and uh, now uh, you know we play two or three ukulele songs every time because yeah. it's so much fun. That is so cool. Well, I'm going to play a Wild West Texas Wind song right now. Ooh. And uh, yeah, let's let's get to the title of the album that we're featuring today. And this is Wild West Texas Wind. Carolyn Martin, Dave Martin is with us. They are so much fun, and uh, we'll be back to talk more with them and Bobby Bell in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Outside. 
It's the strength that's deep inside you When fear is closing in Talking with the vivacious, dynamic duo of Carolyn and Dave Martin <laughs> and the vivacious co-host, Bobby Bell, today on the Campfire Cafe. Hey, I was going to, while you were talking about doing these live Facebook live shows, mm-hmm. uh, I think that because of this COVID-19 thing, it is going to change the way that people present music. What do you think? You know, I think that's definitely true. Um, but I also say that I hope not. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the the things that the drive-in concerts that I'm hearing about are really interesting. I I haven't personally done one. Yeah. But uh, that's it's an interesting interesting concept. Um, I, you know, I think people are are always going to be interested in going somewhere. Uh, communally and hearing music um we may be past the days you know I, it's hard to it's hard to say but yeah um, we may well, be i don't past think i don't think they're going to ever get like tired yeah they're never going to get tired of coming and hearing live music and sitting there and listening no. and watching you perform live but well, you were talking also, about all the people that are listening around the world to your show when you're doing facebook mm-hmm. live I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a new platform that maybe is established that will, you know, it'll just carry on after all this is over with. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's something that that will be interesting and continuing, maybe not on a weekly basis, but you know, the the fact that I I can be in my living room and and reach someone in Italy, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or Norway. Um, Oh, you know, we just found out not too long ago an artist in Norway covered one of my songs. Oh, that's all right. It was, was it Norway, Finland? Finland, I'm sorry. A wrong Scandinavian country of Finland. Uh, an artist covered one of my songs. And it, it was just so thrilling. I know. She sent us a video of her band doing she it. She did, and they, they did a great job. It was she so did a great wow. job. Wow. And, uh, wow. So, you know, that, that would never have happened. Uh, Without the live stream, without the internet, certainly. I mean that yeah. um, it's it's almost impossible to to remember or to imagine life without the internet. You know. No, but, well, it really is, uh, and and it reminds me somewhat of the old radio shows where they had a little live audience that was sitting there, but they were broadcasting. You know, mm-hmm. all across the all across the country with the live radio shows, I can see 
Uh, Bobby, I can see something similar to that happening, you know, where you have a small live audience that comes in and people are doing shows yep. like they used to do the radio shows. Well, there, and there, there, even, even before this, there were a couple uh, wood songs out of Lexington. Yeah. 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 Something mountain, mountain view. There's anyway there. So there's a few of those and that's how the Opry started. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, when it first started, I don't think there was a live audience, but people just kept showing up at the WSM mm-hmm. offices, so they kind of stuck them in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it grew from that. But but there's another thing. Part of the reason I think that that it, this is not the new normal. It's simply what we're doing to get through this time. And this is a philosophical thing. Music is communication. And it's a conversation both between the musicians that are on stage, like you see Carolyn and I do it, but it really and, is a and the audience, between the musicians and the audience. Oh yeah, the audience yeah. is half the show. And yeah, so at, at if, least if we don't have an audience there, if you're not playing in front of an audience, then you know real music has to have an audience. So even as a guy who makes records for a living, even the best record is a pale imitation of what real music is, which is yeah. playing for people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so because I believe that I would, you know, a hundred days out of a hundred, I would rather be playing on a stage with some folks there to listen to us than I would be sitting in a nice, comfortable studio where I can, you know, lean mm-hmm. back and sit down in a chair and read a chart. But even, right. you know, even fifteen, even fifteen people, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a huge crowd. Oh, we played for less. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> 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 people, Four people, you know, whatever. Oh, and hey, um, I want to give a shout out to the lady in Finland, Nina Salinen, and the Swinging Cowboys. They were okay. the ones that covered uh, our song, um, and uh, that was just such an honor. It really, well, was. they, they okay, listen to the show in Finland. Yeah, they listen to the show in Finland. So maybe, uh, maybe yes, she's listening I today. Hope, I hope Nina's listening. That just meant the yeah. world to me, Nina. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, one of the one of my favorite songs, Carolyn, is one that you included on this album. And that is your version of Spanish is the Loving Tongue. How did you decide oh. to add this to the album? Oh my gosh, Gary, I have loved that song since the first time I heard it and I I don't know what year I heard it from Judy Collins. Okay. And it had to be had to be in the late 70s because I remember um, you know, bringing the album home and, and opening up the package and that wonderful vinyl smell, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you open the album and I put it on the turntable and uh, it got to that song and my world just stopped. I mean, it oh, was yeah. so beautiful. It hurt. It was so beautiful. It hurt. And I thought, to me, that that was just the epitome of of a, of a song, what a song should be, and the emotions that it could convey, and the story that it told, the images that that came in your mind listening to that song, and I I've wanted to record it for years, and I've thought about it for years, and uh, you know I would do it at home, but I I never did even perform it, and we were oh, getting wow. ready to, we were preparing to do this record, and. All of a sudden, it just popped into my mind. I thought we ought to put Spanish as the loving tongue on the on the record, and uh, so that that's how it happened. It was just kind of in the back of my mind all those years, and um, wanting wanting to get out, 
Well, I'm glad so, you I'm included so it. Yeah, I'm glad you included it. Thank and this you. is absolutely a beautiful song. But this is Spanish is a Loving Tongue. And we'll be back in just a moment. Spanish is the loving tongue Bright as music, soft as spray T'was a man I learned it from Living down Sonora Way Now I don't look much like a lover Yet I say his love words over Often when I'm all alone Mi amor, mi corazón Nights when he knew where I'd
Lynn Martin, Spanish is the Loving Tongue, with Dave Martin on bass. We're so delighted to have the two of them with us today. Okay, I have a question about instruments. Uh, Hearing for for today and going kind of through your Facebook pages and looking for great photographs, I see lots of different instruments. And Uh there are um, there are two that you have posted on your as your banner, you know, on the Carolyn Martin Music Facebook page, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us, uh, maybe tell us about those two, and um, just talk to us about instruments. Do you collect them? Do you have a lot of them? What are your two favorites? Um, what bass? What kind of bass do you play, Dave? And so forth. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I'll let David tell his own story. I wouldn't consider myself a collector. I I currently have three guitars, and I feel like I've that's just uh, oh four guitars. The Lord. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Okay, I currently have four guitars and a ukulele. Four guitars. Well, the ukulele is not. Yeah. Four guitars and a ukulele, and I feel like I'm just—I have an abundance of riches because I really do. I mean, uh, the the uh, L5 uh, in the picture uh, on the banner for Carolyn Martin Music—it's the one to your left. Uh, that is a 1947 Gibson L5. So she she is very special. Um, her name is Ella, and uh, she came from a, a company in Chicago that deals in in vintage instruments. And I she didn't come with a, with a history or a what what they call it, provenance. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many previous owners loved her, but she was in pristine condition for for a lady of her age. And um, <laughs> I, I, love, I love that guitar. And uh, the acoustic guitar to the right is a, a pretty new uh, Martin uh, guitar. Um, I've had Martin guitars in the past, but this is uh, this is my latest one, and it's a it's a modern deluxe. D28. D28 modern deluxe, and I I love it. I simply love it. And then I have a wonderful Santa Cruz guitar. It's not in that picture, but um, I've loved that one uh, for about 21 years now. And uh, that guitar has been many, many miles, has driven with me many, many miles, has flown with me. I've played that guitar all over the place. And um, so I, I, I love all three of my guitars, all four of my guitars. My lore that David mentioned is my house guitar. So that's, when I'm when I'm learning a new song or I need to make a chart for a song, that that's one that just sits around the house and I I can grab it anytime. Right. So and that, I'm sorry. The, the brand the brand the brand I'm making a I'm posting this as you're talking to me. The brand on the fourth oh, one. What is it? Is at L O H R. L O A R. Ah yes. Okay. L O A R. Sorry. L O A R. Lore guitar. Okay. Cool. It's, it's a parlor guitar. It's a yeah, it's a parlor guitar size, like the one that uh, Marty Robbins used to play. You know that okay. small. Okay. They used to call them a ladies' guitar. So, um, and that's just a nice. Uh, it's not electrified. Um, it's just a play around the house guitar. Yep. So yeah, fun. Your I don't have that many. I've, they mm-hmm. they move out. So the upright I play is actually probably an early 60s uh, East German bass called Juzek. We like that one. And then I am down to a grand total of four electric basses. Wow. I know. Uh, of which 
the one the one that I play on the live stream, which is actually the latest space that I bought, which was uh, within the last six months or so. Um, that's a Fender Jazz bass, and it works good for the solos. And I've got two more Fender basses, Fender Precision basses that I use for sessions and for live gigs. And then uh, the only other electric bass I have is the it's a, a Music Man five string. And the reason I keep that around is because one of the other producers here is his background is in contemporary Christian music. So he loves the sound of those five string basses and mm-hmm. active pickups. So I kind of have to keep that bass fulfilled. And you have a bass yeah. ukulele. Oh, yeah. There is a bass ukulele at the house that I have not broken out yet. For and one I have of a our- Oh. <laughs> yeah, yours, yours is a, I don't forget what, yours is a tenor. It's a tenor. Yeah, we need to do we need to do uh, a duo ukulele thing. Sure, oh, there you go. I'm putting, that, I'm putting that out as a challenge. All right, du- right. dueling, so anyway, dueling ukuleles, yeah. Dueling ukuleles. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's another bass, but it's a short one. And the for for us, it's kind of like you know, there since for me the basses are tools. It's like whatever works, I'll play. And so if Carolyn wants me to play a, a ukulele bass, it's from college called a U-bass. And I know that at least one other member of the International Western Music Association, Leo, has one. Yes. Leo Alcott. Is that the kind – is that what folds up? Is that the – No, the, the, the folding bass is a different animal. That's really a travel okay. bass. And since okay. at this time I'm, I'm not traveling – you know, because yeah. yeah. I have a, a full-time job, they'd get cranky if I just went, I've got to go <laughs> drive to California so we can play a gig. <laughs> it would be fun, but, but they'd get cranky about, like, you know, giving me money for my salary. So, right. So that's, that's one. Given the choice between that bass and, and my Juzek, I'd rather play the Juzek. It sounds better. So that's pretty much it. We don't have... We don't have nearly as many instruments as like the Three Trails West guys do. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have lots of instruments. But that's because they're cool guys. Oh, <laughs> We've pretty much filled up our living room, so we we don't really have any space for for any more right now. Right, right now. At, okay. at this time. That's so cool. That is so cool. Well, you are you've got a cool song that I want to get to right now because we got we've got two more I want to get into real quickly. And this oh, is so one great. that I loved again called Crimea River. And so um how'd you pick this one out for the C D? Because I I love Julie London. And, yeah. Um she was one of the original artists that did did the song and I my dad uh, my dad's been gone since the '90s, but he was a big music fan, and he loved he loved Willie Nelson and Frank Sinatra equally. So really? I think that's a lot of where my influences come from because um, he you know he was a big fan of country music, he was a big fan of pop music, jazz music. I heard Julie London's voice for the first time when I was just a little girl, and probably because. You know, she was an alto as well. I was just really taken with with her voice, and uh, I had known of that song for uh, quite a while since I was a child. And then I I started singing it um, when I was an adult and and started playing music, you know, in in public 
And so it was just another one. This album, kind of uh, half the album were songs that we had been doing for years and years and just never recorded. Okay. And people would to the CD table and say, well, what, what CD is Detour on? And, yeah. well, mm-hmm. we haven't recorded that one yet. So, I, you know, after, after saying that for 10 years, you think, well, maybe we ought to record that. And, and yeah. Crimea River was, was the same way. Um, well, this so, is this is a beautiful song. Let's take a listen to that and come back in just a moment and talk with Carolyn and Dave on the Campfire Cafe. I've cried a river over you. 
husband Dave Martin has been our special guest today on the Campfire Cafe and that was Crimea River from the CD Wild West Texas Wind. You guys have been absolutely great today. Well thank you Gary. Thanks we we have enjoyed this so much. I can't believe we're we're done. It seems like I'm we've been doing this five minutes. Yeah, an hour Time goes by fun. Yeah, the hour goes by so so quickly. But you all these people out there are wanting to know how they can get your music. So tell us how they they can do that. I would be happy to answer that question. You all right. Direct you can direct your browser on your phone or on your computer to www.carolynmartinmusic.com and there is a, a link that either says music or buy, I don't remember which. But go to carolynmartinmusic.com and you can buy any or all of Carolyn's CDs. They are available there. And I was going to say that we also do have a YouTube channel that we're trying to, to populate with new videos all the time. Okay. So you can the our live streams are all at facebook.com forward slash Carolyn music so they're all still on carolyn's facebook page yeah every single one that we've done it, it's dozens and dozens of shows right okay and so you can watch you can watch many way too many hours of that then uh on you can binge watch us you can binge watch us and you can search on yeah. the youtubes for uh the carolyn martin carolyn martin's channel carolyn martin music again just so go to youtube and search carolyn martin music and then we're posting videos, and you could sub, you could like the videos, you can comment the videos, you could subscribe to the channel, which means that when we post the new one, it'll let you know, and All we right. would be grateful. All right. But, well, buy uh, buy her albums, visit her on her website, visit her on Facebook, and follow them on YouTube. And you guys have been absolutely great. Thanks so much for being with us today. Well, Gary and Bobby, thank you so much for all you do and having such a fantastic show. And y'all are so easy to talk to. I I just feel like we're sitting across the table from you, <laughs> even though you're just, we are. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like we've just been been sitting around the table with you. And thank you enough for for having us on. Thank you. Well, love having you back, and we look forward to having you back again in the future. And right now, we're going to listen to one more song from the CD. It's called Fever, 
And when we come oh. back, it's going to be time for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Guys, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you for having thank us. Thank you. All right. Never know how much I love you Never know how much I care When you put your arms around me I get a fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me Fever when you hold me tight Fever In the morning Fever all through the night the sun lights up the daytime, the moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, you bet I'm gonna treat you right. You give me fever when you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Bless my soul, I love you Take this heart away Take these arms I'll never use And just believe in what my lips have to say You give me fever when you kiss me Fever when you hold me tight Fever in the morning Fever all through the night Everybody's got the fever That is something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing The fever started long ago Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same when he put his arms around her, he cried, Julie, baby, you're my flame, now give a fever. When we kiss it, fever with our flame and youth. Fever, I'm a fire. Fever, yeah, I burn for soup. Captain Smith and Pocahontas Well, they had a very mad affair But when her daddy tried to kill him She said, Daddy, Daddy, don't you dare He gives me fever with his kisses Fever when he holds me tight Fever, I'm his missus So, Daddy, won't you treat him right? Well, now you've listened to my story. Here's the point that I have made. Chicks were born to give you fever. Be it Fahrenheit or centigrade, they give you fever. When you kiss them, fever when you live and learn. Fever till you sizzle. But what a lovely way to burn. What a lovely way to burn What a lovely way 
What a lovely way to burn. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And our special guests today are Katie Ketterhagen and Dale Lackey. And we'll be talking about Mustang Heritage Foundation's Veterans Program. And we'll also talk a little bit about Rendezvous 2020 that's coming up. But right now, we want to welcome Katie and Dale to the show. Hi, guys. Hey, Dale. How are you both doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Oh, gosh. Well, we're going to talk about the uh, equine therapy program that Mustang Heritage Foundation has in place. And and just as a little background, Katie has worked with that program in the past, uh, helping to put that on. And Dale is actually a serviceman who has been part of the program uh, on the receiving end of things. So as we get started with this, Katie, tell us a little bit about what Mustang Heritage Foundation's equine therapy program has been about and how that worked. Yeah, so um, they they just wanted to match uh, wild mustangs with veterans, and we did some of them. Some of the programs we did were six weeks; uh, the longer ones were eight weeks, um, and it was just about teaching these veterans how to gentle a wild Mustang. So as they gentled the wild Mustang, they also started healing, didn't they? Yeah. So, you know, the gentling of a wild Mustang takes a lot of patience and emotional and mental control. And um, that's kind of the, the big deal of it is teaching the people how to Stay in control of their emotions in order to help this horse get control over its own emotions. So how how was it for you as far as being somebody that helped put on this program? What what kind of benefit did you receive from doing that? How did it change your life seeing the change in these servicemen and women? Um, honestly, for me, it was really cool to see actually how far we could get with these Mustangs. Um, I, I'm a horse trainer with my career and my whole life, and I've been training horses for several years. And some of these veterans we got in, some of them knew horses and had some horse experience. We actually had a couple that had never touched a horse before. And so obviously early on I was like a little hesitant. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to teach someone that knows nothing about horses how to train a completely wild horse and we did it and it was actually really amazing to me that we could accomplish so much with someone that knew nothing about horses and a horse that knew nothing about people and so I think that kind of changed my view of what's really possible Um, you know these people that know nothing about horses they can take a wild horse and actually get them gentled and halter broke and eventually riding under saddle and i think that's pretty pretty awesome that is pretty awesome that is pretty awesome dale you you participated as a service person who was suffering with ptsd 
So tell us a little bit about, number one, how did you get involved in the program and what kind of an effect did it have on you and maybe on your family as well? Well, at, at the time I was working at a at a ranch in here in Ohio, was a Christian summer camp and riding stables, and I was actually looking for a way to increase the number of horses we had in our herd. And to do that, I was looking at the Mustangs. Well, through different channels, I ended up uh, being informed about Mustang Heritage Foundation and actually didn't know at the time what I was getting into when I went down there. I thought I was going down to get a certification and saying that I could work with horses and I would I would get a free horse out of it. And when yeah. I got there and met Katie and the rest of the guys and girls that were in the program with me, I realized a lot of the stuff that I needed help with that I didn't even know that was bothering me until I saw it through the horse and through the other veterans and through Katie. And it was just a, a phenomenal experience that I guess the best way to explain it, it was life changing completely. Um, and she was talking about how some of the, the horse train people had, some of the people in the program had never trained a horse before. And then some of us had horse experience. I actually learned more from her and had to put my uh, stubbornness aside as being set in the way I trained so that I could actually learn to work with a Mustang because I've trained domestic horses forever. Right. A Mustang was totally different. So I had to let her take the lead and put my, I'm an old man. I'm the oldest one in the group. I was 50, seven years old when I went through the program. So I had to set all that aside and listen and follow her knowledge. And that, that really taught me a lot. And the changes that it made, we had to learn how to communicate all over again. Like she was talking about with our emotions. We communicate amongst ourselves every day and don't even know, realize we're doing it. We don't say a word. You know, it's a body gesture, whether you should drop right. your shoulders or you roll your eyes. Well, a friend of mine came to my house to help with a Mustang and keyed me in on that a little bit further. He stood on the other side of a 50-foot round pen, wiggled his finger, his little finger. Ten people standing there, nobody saw it. The horse moved clear to the other side of the pen. Oh, wow. So Katie was doing, was teaching us how to learn how to control that, to where every emotion that we express through a body gesture, the horse picks up on and puts it back at you. So we had to learn how to com- completely communicate all over again. And it taught me how to control my anger emotions, um, how to, to control stress, relieve stress, to the point where it was so life-changing for my wife and I. When we left Texas, we started a whole new, whole new road in our lives. We actually came back to Ohio bought a small ranch and we're doing the same thing here with the veterans program. Well, we want to talk about that. Yeah. We want to talk a little bit more about that and what you're doing personally. Uh, But but Katie, as we're talking, how did you get involved with Mustangs to begin with? How did you get involved with Mustangs? 
Um, so originally I actually lived in Wisconsin and I first heard about the Mustang Heritage Foundation through their extreme Mustang makeover competitions. Um, I had seen some that were held at the Midwest Horse Fair uh, when I was a teenager and I watched the competitions and I was completely in awe of all these trainers that could train a wild horse in such a short amount of time and the amazing things they could do and started this little dream in my head that maybe one day I could do that. Um, and then the event didn't actually come back to Wisconsin for a few years. And then uh, 2012, they were coming back. And uh, my mom said, oh, you should sign up for that. And, you know, like, like Dale had said, I'd only ever worked with domestic horses. And uh-huh. the thought of working with a wild Mustang was a little bit scary. And I didn't think I could do it. And uh, so I almost didn't sign up. And mom was like, well... It can't hurt to just fill out the application and send it in. And so I did. And about two months later, I was standing in a round pen with my wild Mustang. And uh, three months after that, I went and I showed her, and we did really well. And I ended up buying her in the auction that followed the competition. And I still have that horse today. Oh, wow. Uh, my name is Pater. Yep. And uh, since then, I've competed in, oh, I just counted yesterday, I think. 10 extreme Mustang makeovers. Wow. Um, wow. Over the last, well, I guess, eight years. Yeah. So, you know, eventually I got sick of Wisconsin and we moved down to Texas. And uh, we moved to the Austin area because my sister lives near there. And so we wanted to live, you know, kind of close to her so we could see my nieces and nephews and uh, it turned out that we actually bought a ranch that was less than two miles from the Mustang Heritage Foundation. We had no idea wow. of that when we moved there. <laughs> so so I you're near Georgetown. I was. We actually just moved again last year. So, But we were living near Georgetown. Um, I think we were there for four years. Okay. Um, so since I was so close, I started getting more involved with them, and I would go over there and volunteer in their early uh, veterans programs. I think they had two or three programs run through before I was the trainer for them. So I would go over there and kind of volunteer here and there when they needed extra help. And then the trainer that they had um, ended up moving to Oklahoma. And so they needed someone to take over. And I mean, I couldn't say no. I lived so close. And, you know, I thought it was a really cool program. So that's kind of how I got into it. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, I know it had to be life-changing for you to watch the change in these people as they were working with the Mustangs and and, uh, placing them. But, um, Dale, you you were so impressed with the things that went on and the changes. How did it change your life? How did it change your family life? Well, I was, I I had my problems with with the the PTSD where I had anger issues, no patience. I was always stressed out. Um, I work, work in a job that that's a high stress job. I'm a full-time paramedic. Okay. And then we run our ranch on the side. Now I've always worked with horses on the side of my paramedic job, but I was, I noticed that I was starting to get quick tempered with friends and coworkers and everything. And, and everybody laughs at me when I tell them an example of what it did for me. 
when I went to the program, my temper, I mean, I would fly off the handle pretty quick. I would come back from the program after completing it successfully. I literally sat on the phone with an AT&T operator one day for three hours. Oh, good night. Bill. <laughs> and I did not lose my temper the whole time. It Maybe I need to go through that program. I... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just totally amazing. I mean, it it showed me not only with with my family when when we got to the program, we became one huge family. Everybody there. Yeah. Um, Gail, Katie, the other participants, uh, Craig, everybody that was involved with our program, we stay in touch to this day with everybody. And well, that is that's fantastic. You can see the changes in their families as well. I mean, Brent, Brent would get nervous around the horses totally, and he's been around them all his life. But the program, the little horse, the Mustang that he got, within 10 minutes was rubbing his head against his chest. And you can see his anxiety is just fading away. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it it hit us at a personal level. Inside, we could see what, through the horse, what we were doing wrong. Because they're a mirror of what our attitudes are. Yeah. Yeah. My horse, Sadie, she was just a little snot. <laughs> but now she's my best friend. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so um, the program that you were in, Dale, what, what was it, a six-week program? Yeah, we were in a six-week program. Yeah. And and how do they start you out with those horses? It was, uh, well, first of all. I mean, we you pick to, out uh, your horse or what? They say that we're picking them out, but it's actually the good Lord up above puts the one that you want because – I actually saw one there that I really liked, but he was too old and too crazy for the program. Okay. So uh, Sadie was ended up being my second choice. And you just you go and you watch the horses. You see how they move. You see which ones pay attention to you and pick up on different things about the horse, and then you pick the one you want. Sometimes just some of them want uh, Others... We had one guy that wanted a gelding, five to six year old gelding, and he ended up with a eighteen year old filly. She wow, wow! And they are best friends now. But and it it goes from that. You pick up the horse, and we take him back to the foundation, and they're putting their pens. Well, we had we picked him up on a Thursday night, so we had to wait until Monday before we could go in and mess with our horses. So we're all chomping at the bit all weekend, wanting to go see these new horses we just got. And finally, Monday rolls around, we go in, we feed the horses in the morning. And then before you actually go in with the horse, we had some classroom training and some demonstrations. Katie brought over some of her horses for us to to be coached on how to to start the initial contact. And she gave us demonstrations and then would have us do it with, with Tater and one of the other horses that she has. And it was <laughs> – some parts of it was funny because Tater is an extremely well-trained horse. 
and we would be trying to make her side pass, and we'd actually touch her in the wrong spot with the, the little lunge whip. Well, that was a cue for her to lay down, so she laid down. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And, uh, and then you go into the pen, and it's all based on your individual horse. Some of you had to stand on the outside to stand there and hold food for him to try and get him to come over to you. And like I was saying, Brent's horse, he walked right in and was petting it, the, the, hugging on it and everything else. He was His horse was a plant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, and it was different for each one of the trainees. Uh, one We had one, it was five weeks before he could touch his horse. Wow. Wow. So wow. it all varied depending on the horse. And the horse that you received or that you picked fit the needs of your life. Wow, that's amazing. Mine, mine I had anger issues. So did my horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent, his horse, he had trust issues. His horse came right up to him. And everybody's horse fit what they needed at the time. And it was really amazing. And you just, it all starts with the first touch. You get up there, you touch him on the nose or you touch him on the shoulder. And once you make that initial contact, you're done. I mean, the the feeling that you have inside when you touch that wild horse for the very first time and you make that connection, there's no way in the world to describe it. You have to wow. experience it. Wow. Wow. Well, it's uh, it's a special relationship that people have with horses, and I've told folks many times when I've had a stressful day, uh, all I have to do is go out and take a curry comb and a brush, and it doesn't take too long before all the stress is gone when I'm when I'm rubbing and talking talking to one of my horses. So it's it's a pretty special thing, but. Uh, we're going to come back in just a minute. We're going to listen to a great song by Mr. Bruce Springsteen. It's one called Chasing Wild Horses. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Katie and with Dale. And we'll also be talking about Rendezvous 2020, which is an event that's taking place next weekend in Tennessee. And it is to benefit the Mustang Heritage Foundation's Veterans Program. And Dale and some other folks that have been through the program are going to be there with us. And uh, we'll be talking about that when we come back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. Guess it was something I shouldn't have done. Guess I regret it now Ever since I was a kid Trying to keep my temper down Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Left my home, left my friends I didn't say goodbye I contract out to BLM Upon the Montana line Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses 
about that. That's Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Jason Wild Horses from the CD Western Stars, and we're um, chatting with uh, Katie and Dale. I have a question um, about the program, and I know um, our listeners can get a lot of great information from just the website Mustang Heritage Foundation and then the Veteran Program page. But um, what happens at the end of the six, basically, I think you were saying it's about a six-week program. What happens with that relationship between horse and veteran, and what goes on in their future together? So in the beginning of the program, the veterans kind of get to pick their horse, or, you know, like Dale said, the horse usually picks them. Um, And we pick them up from the BLM facility or an adoption event. Um, so the horses are adopted that day, and the Mustang Heritage Foundation actually pays the adoption fee for the all the horses in the program, and that way the veterans don't have to pay anything. Um, you know, they just kind of get a free horse. And at the end of the program, they have to decide if they want to keep the horse and take it home, or if they don't, um, then... I find someone else to adopt the horse. Um, and I would say we've in all the, the programs I taught, I think I only had one or two people that they actually knew early on, like from the beginning, they knew they weren't going to be able to take their horse home because of they live across the country and they couldn't afford to have mm-hmm. it shipped or they already had several other horses at home and kind of wanted to do the program to get the experience and they knew they weren't going to be able to keep the horse. Um, But like I said, we've had most of them, they do, once they get that bond with their horse, even if they thought in the beginning they weren't sure if they were keeping it, by the end, pretty much all of them are more than happy to take them home. Do you find, and maybe Dale, um, you can answer this one, do you now have a number of horses? Because when you go through the program, you really create that bond and you don't want to let the horse go. Are you able to? Are you able to come back into the program, or once you've completed it, how, how can you continue to participate, let's say? Okay, well, um, I kept my Mustang whenever I went through the program, and actually one of the, the Mustangs that Katie was talking about from one of the other veterans actually came home with me as well. Uh, we actually have 10 Mustangs at my house now since the program. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, after the veterans program, I I was so impressed with it and with what I saw Katie do that I decided to go into the EMMs, and I've done two EMMs since the program was completed. Uh, I went through the program in October two, uh, 2018, and then 2019 and 2020, I competed in EMMs. And, and those are extreme end, Mustang makeovers for people yes, that are listening. And, they auction you off your horse at the end of the Extreme Mustang Makeover, and both my horses are at my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, one was purchased by another family down in Texas for my uh, Fort Worth Makeover, and he was donated back to us for my veterans program. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a bond that you build. You have to put so much of your heart into this horse when you're – calming and making the initial contact with the Mustang, it's almost like giving up on your kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Dale, tell us a little bit about the program, because you were so impressed with what happened down in Georgetown. First of all, tell us where you are and tell us a little bit about the program that you're putting together. I live in Salineville, Ohio. Uh, okay. We have a small place, 18-acre farm. Um, it's called DLR Mustang Ranch. We run um, multiple programs. We uh, teach teenagers how to calm and train a wild Mustang. And at the completion of our course with the kids, they actually have to sign up and compete in an extreme Mustang makeover in a youth program. We've had two kids go through it so far. They competed this past January at Fort Worth, Texas. Both of them did really well. And it teaches the kids a lot. I mean, it teaches them responsibility. Um, My biggest pitch to it is it teaches them how to work with something that doesn't plug into the wall or have electronics involved. Gotcha. No telephones. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then uh, we have couple different veterans programs we have one we call it our visitation program they can come to my house any time of the week if they're feeling stressed have ptsd issues just need some calm down time come on out to the house we'll take them out into the pasture field introduce them to the mustangs put them in the round pen with one put them on one's back whatever it takes to get them back in control okay so that's that's our most popular program right now. We're hoping next spring to start our first six week program, like the Mustang Heritage Foundation's program. It will be a mirror of what Katie put us through, and hopefully, we'll have the same success that they have. Well, that's great. That is great. So, Katie, uh, you said that you live close to Mustang Heritage Foundation, but you have since moved and acquired some other properties. So, how far away are you? Um, now we live well, about two and a half to three hours away. Okay, so a little bit difficult for you to get back and do what you've been doing in the past, but um, yeah. But you're still working, still working with Mustangs. Oh yeah, we do. I'm still competing in the Mustang makeovers and um, the tip challenges, which are a similar competition, but all in hands. And then okay. um, we we get lots of Mustangs in privately owned Mustangs in for training and we also do the tip program where we just get wild Mustangs and them and find people to adopt them. Oh, that's great. That is great. And do you think that at some point in time you might get back into helping with a veterans program or you might maybe even start one yourself? Uh, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I have been in contact with Mustang Heritage Foundation about the future of the program and um, it's, Obviously, you know, before I was driving over to the Mustang Heritage Foundation every day, four days a week, because it was only a right. two-mile drive, so that was easy. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, now it's a three-hour drive, so, um, you know, I'm not sure yet, but it may end up being we might just be able to drive down there and stay a couple of days and help out for, you know, one week towards the beginning or the end of the program or kind of just more of like a volunteer situation where, we go and help out when they need it or just kind of be a, a guest trainer, I guess you could call it. Right, right, right. Well, I know they don't want to lose all of their talented folks, and uh, and you certainly have been an asset to them in the from there, as Dale can attest and many other folks. I want to mention oh, yeah. right quickly that uh, next week here in Tennessee at the Circle E Guest Ranch, 
we will be having Rendezvous 2020. And uh, that is to benefit Mustang Heritage Foundation's Veterans Equine Therapy Program. And so we're going to invite all of our listeners to come out to the Circle E Guest Ranch, and you can come for three days. You can trail ride. You can listen to some great music. Uh, you can enjoy some great food. You can see Mustang demonstrations. Ginger Duke is going to be coming. She'll be doing some um, trick riding exhibitions and some demonstrations as well. We just have a lot of things that are going on and some great, great concerts that are taking place. Fred Wool, who's the chairman of BLM's uh, Wild Horse and Burrow Program, uh, will be there to be doing some demonstrations. And we'll have some folks from the BLM that are there, and everybody from uh, Mustang Heritage Foundation, all the board members are going to be there. So we're going to have a great time. But it is all to benefit Mustang Heritage Foundation's Equine therapy program for veterans. Dale, you're coming, and uh, yeah. I think some other people that have been in the program in the past while you were involved with it will be there as well. So it's going to be a great time. But that's at Circley Guest Ranch, Winchester, Tennessee, and you can visit our website at equestrianlegacy.net. And just click on Rendezvous 2020 and find out more about what's going to be taking place. It's going to be kind of spooky, Dale. That's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it, it, we may we may even it's going to be a great time, and uh, we may even we may even have to have some Halloween costumes for some of these mustangs that are going to be showing up. I don't know, but it's going to be a whole lot. It's got to be candy now. You got to have candy. Uh, yeah, Got to be some candy involved. <laughs> got to be some candy involved. But there's going to yes. be some great, great, great entertainment every night. So you don't want to miss uh, the entertainment that we've got coming in for that as well. And I will tell you, Dale and Katie, that uh, most people know that I'm a Tennessee walking horse guy. But uh, <laughs> everybody has tried to get me involved. Involved with the Mustangs, and so what I did was I got married two weeks ago, and I married a young lady that owns two Mustangs. So I now am a Mustang owner as well. So get you on them too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm part of the I'm part of the team. Well, you guys cool. have been really great. Thank you for taking the time to share some information about uh, the program. Katie, for what you've been doing, and uh, and I and I think Bobby mentioned that you just announced an engagement yourself, didn't you? Yeah, just got engaged. Yes, she did. <laughs> Congratulations! And he's a horse Thank trainer as well. Much. He's a horse trainer oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, do you guys have a Facebook page? We do. Uh, it's called More Horsemanship. We have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. All right, so more horsemanship. So go look them up on Facebook and their YouTube channel as well. And I bet you've got some great training tips on both of those. Yes. And uh, I, I would expect people are more than welcome to bring horses to your place and, and let you help with that as well. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We take a lot of horses in for training, and we're starting to travel around to teach clinics as well. All right. And Dale, you have a Facebook page for your program. 
Yes, it's uh, just DLR Mustang Ranch on Facebook. And uh, we've got a lot of information there about what we do at our place. We do tip training horses as well as the veterans programs and everything. And people just give us a call. My phone number is listed on there. Stop over anytime you want. Somebody's usually at the house any given time. So All right. we try and keep ourselves as available. And you can come to Rendezvous next weekend and meet Dale. He'll be there. So that would be a lot of fun as well. So um, you guys have been great. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this today. And right now we're going to listen to a great song by Mike and Doris Merritt, who will be one of the performers at Rendezvous next weekend. And uh, I think this is important. This is This program is all about Mustangs and it's about veterans that have been going through some issues and this is a song called Watch Over Those Who Are Watching Over Me. We'll be back in a moment with Bobby Bell as we continue on Saddle of America. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you.
That's Mike and Doris Merritt from their CD, Detours. It's called Watch Over Those Who Are Watching Over Me. Bobby, this has been fun. Oh, it's been a great show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always great to have Carol and Martin on the show, but it was so much fun to have Dave join us today. And uh, great, great conversation and great, great music from her. And then thanks so much to Katie Ketterhagen and Dale Lackey for being with us on Saddle Up America today and talking about the veterans program with Mustang Heritage Foundation. And, uh, you know, Bobby, it really is something that benefits these servicemen and women and their families so much uh, to take part in that. We've talked with, you know, our friends out in California that have their program there. Katie Ryan is involved mm-hmm. in the program yeah. out there. Um, Dave Martin was just talking about some people that were starting a program that he was aware of, but uh, it's it's just tremendous the effect that horses have on people. It's amazing and um, life-changing, changing. So anyway, a lot of fun today with both the Martins on and with uh, Katie and with Dale today on Saddle of America. Uh, what's going on with Out West? Well, uh, once again, this month, our Hero Collection benefits a a therapy, horse equine therapy program, Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch in Clovis, California, receives uh, 10 to 20% of all the purchases made through the Hero Collection, which you'll find at outwestshop.com. And uh, we have about another, well, it's through October 31st to support that equine therapy group. Um, I think this is something that really has um, touched my heart every time we have someone on that talks about um, that relationship and how powerful it is for veterans, for first responders, and not only the actual, you know, the whole family, um, everybody can get involved and benefit in the family. And I think that's you know, like you said, we're just seeing such powerful results from this, and it's so needed um, today. So, yeah, that's you know, that's what we got going on. <laughs> all right, all right. And I'm still on my honeymoon, so I'm enjoying my yes, honeymoon. You and, are. And uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of a different thing for me, but it's it's great. It has been great, and uh, and so many kind people with their kind remarks. So appreciate that. Uh, we encourage you, if you have an opportunity, come to Rendezvous 2020 at the Circle E Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee, and uh, come for the entire event if you'd like. It starts on Thursday the 29th and runs through the 31st. Actually, it wraps up on Sunday morning, November 1st, with Cowboy Church. But uh, But you can come for the entire event. Or you can just come on Saturday if you'd like, and we're going to have uh, uh, a tremendous day of activities that are taking place. We'll start out with Sean Farnsworth, who is with the BLM, but he is also a veteran who has done five tours, and he's been affected by this greatly. But he'll be presenting the colors on his American Mustang. Then Fred Wool will be part of the uh, morning's program 
with his demonstrations in a question and answer session on Mustangs. Then we'll have we'll have uh, Ginger Duke, who will be presenting a demonstration, and also we'll be doing trick riding exhibitions. And then we've got a great group of young people from Chattanooga, Tennessee, that will be coming, and they'll be doing a demonstration with their Mustangs. Um, and speaking for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then we've got great, great music that will be taking place that evening. We're going to have some Mustangs that will be auctioning off during the day. And we actually have an online Mustang right now that's going on for a Mustang that has been through professional training. And, Bobby, we're going to be auctioning off the Mustang and all of his tack. So he's got a brand new wow. saddle, brand new equipment. He's a beautiful paint. And uh, you can see him on uh, Facebook at Rhonda 2020 Facebook page. And you can place your bids there, but we'll be auctioning him off online. But you can also bid live and in person at Rendezvous 2020. So come for the day on Saturday or just come for all three days. And you're going to have a great time. And it's for a great cause to benefit Mustang Heritage Foundation's equine therapy program for veterans and next year bobby i know that you've got this on your calendar but we'll be doing two events one in the east and one in the west where we'll be back at circle e for rendezvous east in june and then we'll be in utah at bryce canyon in september and again all of these benefit the mustang heritage foundation's veterans equine therapy program so Check us out at equestrianlegacy.net and see what's going on there. And uh, and we also have a Girl Meets West event that Mary Kay puts on, and there will be two of those events taking place. And you can find out more information about that on our website as well at equestrianlegacy.net. What am I missing? Um, I think you got it all. <laughs> have I covered everything? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, there's a lot to cover, and there are a lot of activities and a lot of things going on with Equestrian Legacy Radio. Of course, we have the radio show that we do every Thursday with the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America that starts at noon on Central Standard Time. And then we're taking a hiatus from the living room sessions, but we'll be back with that starting in January. And that show is on Saturdays at noon Central Standard Time. And you can listen to all of those shows around the world at equestrianlegacy.net. You can listen live or you can listen to the archive podcast anytime at equestrianlegacy.net. Any kind of closing thoughts today, young lady? I have one. Autumn knows a mother's heart. It gives and then it lets go. That's a good thought. That is... That's life, isn't it? It is. That is life. You give and you let go. Well, thank you guys for listening today, and uh, we hope you'll be back with us next Thursday at noon Central Standard Time for another Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And we're going to close out the show today with a great song by my wife, Mary Kay. It's called The Star. It's from her new album, Frontier. And thanks again for listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio.
Little cowboy Nirvana Two forty-six Silver Street Where the herders, punchers and poets Meet in January How arbitrary So meet me on the corner At midnight Here is where the music And the madness merge together At the store on Saturday Cacophony, the stomp of boots Bring your swagger This is how we gather Don't fret about the world out there Forget your Sunday morning care Sometimes you need ya Some strategic amnesia So meet me on the corner And the madness merge together at the star on Saturday night. Then, oh, the real uproar will commence as I clear the floor. It's time for dancing. How enchanting! The big bass thumps and the chandelier swing. Glassy eyed punches twirl tipsy and things that's wild and woolly. The come to it fully. So meet me on the corner at midnight. Here is where the music and the madness merge together at the store on Saturday night. And then around 2 a.m. I glance your way and I'll take your hand and into the night we go into the fall snow. Winter will melt into spring, but my fondest wish is that this year will bring us back to here. Under this red neon star from wherever you are, won't you? Meet me on the corner at midnight Here is where the music and the madness merge together At the star on Saturday
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.